0: hey everybody welcome to another episode of nerds with friends oh my god we're back (laughs) my name is coheach as always i'm joined by christian garcia what's up christian what's going on Uh, it's been forever a bit so apologies to everyone who depends on us for their weekly influx of serotonin um we you know we're human beings and sometimes life gets in the way. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, the podcast took the backseat for a little bit, but we're back. We're going to try to, you know, maintain a little bit more of a regular schedule. I know we've said that before. It's it's tough sometimes, though. You know, being an adult, it can be rough.
1: I'll take the blame for it, man. I got, is... I got married and shit. So. Yeah,
0: Christian got married. That's Sorry, uh,
1: ladies and or men, you know shit's mostly men mostly men that's okay
0: i'll take what i can get get. (laughs) (laughs) yeah big big news that's that's kind of fun finally off the market and uh yeah i mean you could tell by like all the gray hairs that are more apparent on webcam that uh you know sometimes you know we're busy you know we're getting older ain't easy anymore we're back. i'm just
1: leveling up that's what's going on
0: <laughs> yeah exactly but we're back we're excited to be here and we got a lot to talk about so we'll go do a little bit of a longer episode today um lots of stuff to talk about christian i think today we're gonna to dive deep into the marvels the newest entry into the cinematic universe but i feel like we should talk a little bit about loki too oh yeah for sure and i mean you know there's also a trailer for the Madam Webb movie, just got released as well. So I feel like we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> and not all of it's good. In fact, yeah. most of it's bad. But we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. It's been so long. I feel like we gotta do a nerdy confessions. So let's do uh nerdy confessions where we confess the things that make us nerds. Christian, start us off, Mr. Mary. There's Myriad so Man. much.
1: There's so much. Man, I so know. many games. Uh Spider-Man 2 uh was amazing.
0: i can't talk so G- about G- it
1: too much because I gotta let Cody bottle right. I'm I think I'm at ninety-eight percent, which I'm fine with. I don't have to 100 percent it, you know. Particularly it's just finding boxes that don't mean anything. I got everything that's important.
0: And you mean uh, specifically the old, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, PlayStation game,
1: yeah? Yes, it was amazing. Um, I don't think anyone expected yeah. it to be not amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, I think insomniac had a pretty pretty solid track record. Um, I feel like we kind of expect them to do a good game. It's a shocker yeah. if they don't.
1: Yeah, I think the only one that was kind of just meh was the Miles Morales one, just only because it felt like a DLC. It didn't feel like a full game. but Right 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 that but one was it.
0: like i feel like it would have been a dlc if maybe sony didn't push them to have like uh a, a ps5 launch title yeah know? for sure uh, that was that uh, awkward time when games were coming out where was, like the ps4 like hit some bangers right right at the end of its lifetime with spider-man and ghost of tsushima yeah you know it's bad yeah, my house was good, though. It looked good, played good, felt good. But it it played cool.
1: well. Um, yeah, it was, cool. it, just, it was definitely way too short. Um, so I guess the real nerdy confession is I just downloaded and started playing a RoboCop game on the PS5.
0: Yeah. Um, Did you buy that for a dollar?
1: <laughs> no, I wish, right? They should have done it. They should have done it. Paid <laughs> Black all Friday weeks. sale. What they should have done I is. I bought that for a dollar. Buy that for a dollar, right? You pay one dollar and you get like half a level. And like, oh, if you want the rest of the game, then you <laughs> yeah. gotta pay the full price. Then you know they would have got that gimmick out or, of Or
0: or for the digital deluxe version or something like that, make it one dollar more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar edition. Missed it. Totally <laughs> missed that mark. They need to hire us for more shit, man. Or they yeah. need to hire us, period.
0: Giving out all these ideas for free. Yeah,
1: throwing it out there. Fucking internet gold. Um, <laughs> so it's it's fun. Um it just it feels like maybe it was a PS4 game that got shelved and then they just like someone bought it and they're like let's just release it. It definitely has like some bugs and the graphics are are not finished. In particular, like just finished Spider Man Two and it's just so amazing. Like, how yeah, know.
0: well, it's a uh, it's a smaller studio too, right? It is
1: definitely a smaller studio, but um, it really makes me want a RoboCop game now, and particularly with with. Uh, the systems we have now uh, it's still it's still fun I would recommend it um, just keep in mind if you just pretend it's a bad 80s movie and you're playing a bad 80s movie video game you'll probably be fine <laughs> but it w- it's cool um, it seems like it, it's even the levels seem very small I, I feel like I'm talking very bad about it even though I'm enjoying it but it's probably my love for bad 80s movies but it's uh and it looks like they spent most of the time rendering actual murphy or robocop and then mm-hmm. everyone else just take a back seat, sure. which is fine you know whatever
0: um, i mean you know they could play it off if they just made his like grainy robo vision you know make everyone look like shit yeah and it's like oh that's just how people look and then they'll have a cut scene where everyone's super sharp and crisp and it goes back into his like <laughs> robo vision breeze creep
1: but yeah, it's it's fun. I recommend it. Um they did a great job on his voice. It sounds like the original actor. I think
0: Peter Weller did uh do the voice for it. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. And I think
1: one of the villains, if it's not Mark Hamill doing the Joker, it's a guy who's pretty good at doing uh Mark Hamill's Joker. So Oh nice. But yeah, it's it's fun. They even brought Nuke uh the drugs from but the game. Yeah. Future cocaine. Yeah. He's like <laughs> like i'm fucking coked out <laughs> i really hope they bring and i'm I'm blanking the um the claymation villain from the first one the big like the weird
0: uh ed, ed 309 or whatever yeah like i
1: really hope there's a there's a boss with him just because it really creeped me out and it'd be dope to to kill him in game so it feels like i overcame a fear of mine as yeah.
0: In- <laughs> yeah peter weller did the voice um i don't see mr mark hamel but it it doesn't really like go into details of everyone here. There's a Mark Holden, but that's not the same.
1: Sound <laughs> effects are dope. His walk, Duke, Duke, Duke. You know his gun reloading and the the green screen of like when you see the enemies in the box zeroing in on on them. Uh, yeah, definitely check it out. It's it's been fun.
0: Very cool. All right. Well, my nerdy confession. I don't I don't know where to begin either. There's been so much. Um, for one, I bought my first pair of Crocs, which is pretty cool. Um, I I don't know, you know, Instagram with the algorithm and whatnot just fucking got me. They came out with a pair of Chewbacca Crocs that are fuzzy on the inside and I couldn't help myself. And it was a bit of a fiasco trying to get them. Um, you know, I've never owned a pair of Crocs, so I ordered... You know, one size, but then I accidentally ordered it in women's because apparently that's the default on the Crocs website. So apparently Crocs are for women mostly, um, and so I got these tinier shoes that I couldn't fit in at all. Uh, and then I finally did get the right size, and I'll, I will say they're they're pretty comfy, especially if we're walking around the house and whatnot, or doing some lazy chore, going to the garbage or something like that pretty nice man uh, i like you
1: think uh, the companies will ever change where like they're going to be forced to like oh this isn't womens or this isn't mens this is just you know
0: they them i don't know i mean who who can who can say maybe they'll have a just instead of women and mens maybe it'll be feminine masculine
1: i know? don't know i don't know
0: um I, I will say i
1: podcast to discuss them.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i did get into a, uh, i recently got into a big uh, digital Uh, battle with a company that sells scrubs for, you know, because they wear scrubs for work now, and uh, that, like, clothes sizing is just fucking stupid, is what it is. Um, But, uh, yeah, I'm just going back and forth with them, and (laughs) it's fucking stupid, man. It's so stupid. Can't get on that tangent, though, but, um, yeah, bought my first pair of Crocs, and then besides that, you know, honestly, I've been playing a lot, a lot, a lot of Diablo um, there's a new season out right now, season two, season of the blood, and man, it's fun. They fixed a lot of uh, a lot of the pain points that were there in the original release of the game. Um, I dropped my first Uber unique, which is like the super super hard to find unique gear. Um, I got the the Doombringer sword, which is fucking awesome. It's all blue. It looks like looks kind of like a cross between Sting and the Master Sword from Legend of Zelda
1: nice
0: um, yeah it's pretty sweet man it's a good time to get back in diablo or to try it out for the first time if you haven't played it yet um but yeah it, it's good there's gonna be a christmas uh event going on as well super exciting but all right man well enough nerdy confessions. let's talk a little bit it, like the mcu has had a few things come out marvel in general most recently um we have the M- Madam Web trailer. I feel like we should briefly touch on that. Just came out today. Uh-huh. We watched it. Madam Web, for those of you who don't know, is an ancillary character, auxiliary character in the Spider-Man universe. Um, and uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's a trailer. We don't have to worry about spoiling anything. We could-
1: well, so Just from the trailer alone, uh, from what they gave away, it just, like, I feel like there's some people on the team that have great ideas, and then there's everyone else that just ruins it. And
0: those people have been fired.
1: <laughs> like, so, it seems like they're doing the spider totem um, events in, in the comics, which is very complicated.
0: Now, I'm not super familiar with the with the spider totem. what's what's give me the brief rundown on that. So the brief rundown is
1: that there's there's these deities that have spider um that they have earth um representation on whichever uh, planes of existence, you know, with whether it be one, uh, 616 or someone somewhere else, but they have uh, they allow the ability of someone to have spider powers. and that's yeah. kind of like they're they're doing. And, is Spider-Man,
0: you know, Peter Parker one of these?
1: Yeah, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, um, and then there's a bunch of other ones that in the comics – I mean, we're not spoiling anything. I'm not spoiling anything. They they die. Um, so Ezekiel, who showed in the preview – Ezekiel uh, Sims? Yeah, he comes into Spider-Man's um, – our Spider-Man – or 616 Spider-Man's uh, universe to basically try to help him out. And there's some complications where he's like, is he really helping? Is he a villain? Um, but it looks like in the preview they made him a villain, which is maybe. not really the may, maybe. So there is uh these other demigods or deities that go around eating spider totems and that's how they stay alive. And it's complicated, like most like in comics, most things are complicated. It's not very simple. You have spans yeah. of different issues explaining things.
0: And to cartoon. me, and to me, Madam Webb was always just kind of like she was like a quest giver to Spider-Man. Yes. You know, she like sits in her chair and she's like, oh, Mr. Parker. And then he's like, what, where am I? This magic. I'm not used to this. And she's like, well, you should look into this. And then and, maybe and, sends him into multiverse and stuff like that.
1: And she's a mutant. And it's like, hey, um, and she she has uh, precog. So, I mean, Spider-Man has a little bit, right, where he right. knows he's going to get attacked. But hers is a little bit more advanced so she can see events that are happening is like hey she knows he's Peter Parker when a lot of people didn't say hey this is going to happen be careful watch out for this this is the extent I've seen into the future
0: she's kind of like she's kind of like Watu but for Spider-Man exclusively right and
1: it looks here like they made her a hero so it looks like they just made her a spider totem Um,
0: and then there's a bunch There's she's got uh, I think uh, three or four other spider women slash totems with her
1: which is which is cool like that's great because there are different spider totems yeah
0: but i just
1: like the spider-man sony live action films have now had to me since the second uh spider-man uh with um oh my god yeah yeah no 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 no. not even Andrew garfield fucking previous sam raimi um toby mcguire Tobey Maguire since that one I feel like there hasn't really been I feel like the third Tobey Maguire one just started to go slightly down and then they just kind of went to shite after that mm-hmm. um so there's not a whole lot of track history so you're
0: not super excited about Craven the hunter absolutely not
1: <laughs> like, absolutely I don't like judging movies and on Twitter I get upset when people judge movies before they come out but I feel historically, now speaking, we know Sony hasn't done a good job. Yeah. Like I,
0: I think, feel like I think like, a big problem with both of these movies that I can see without having seen them, without knowing it much about them, is that it. You know, when to make a movie about a character who's a villain in, for another character, right? They need to have, you know. The reason why the villains are interesting, like Craven, the reason why he's interesting is because he's, a, you know, a different version of, well, not necessarily a different version of Spider-Man, but because of his differences compared to Spider-Man, I feel like that's what makes him different. And in fact, with Spider-Man, like a big thing with him is his parents are dead or, you know, maybe they're agents of shields if you follow that one comic for a while but um mo- most of his bad guys uh are seems to be like you know uh surrogate father figures you know you have norman osborne you know you have dr octopus you have adrian tombs and even like even craven the hunter he's older than spider-man generally speaking right and you know it's it's all these like corrupting type father figures and like to to have a movie without spider-man in it means that these characters are no longer like interesting and and i think you know madam webb is not she's not a villain but her whole deal is enhancing spider-man you know so it seems it seems like a weird choice and then yeah
1: i mean a hundred percent and it's just like i just like i wish Sony would just take what's working either let the the Spider-Verse team do it or let Insomniac write it. You know, because Insomniac changed a bunch of things, but they made changes that made sense, you know, and like it fit in the universe. But like Sony's like, oh, well, we don't have the rights to this, but we want to do it anyway. Fuck it. Like, I'm not even going to try to make the story make sense to fit the universe.
0: Like, hey, you know, the, the thing that they do have is that could make it all work is there's two Spider-Men, right? Make, you know, have Sony make a Miles Morales movie if you want, and then have these characters show up and sure they're Peter Parker centric characters to begin with, but they could very easily be Miles Morales tailored towards him. Then you can do your own thing, Sony, do whatever you want, you know, but at least, at least we won't have these weird offshoot movies that have nothing, like, they're just going to be kind of hinting at Spider-Man, but he's not going to be it's there? Just, it's
1: just one of those business things where it's like, they have to make a movie, I forgot, every X amount of time that relates to Spider-Man, or they
0: lose the rights to right. it. Right. And Everybody they don't to want him. to
1: lose the rights to it. So sure. Like, we want to keep it so that Disney keeps borrowing
0: <laughs> so, it. So Marvel keeps paying us to make use our characters. Yeah. Use your so, own but, character.
1: So it's like, fuck, man. Like, either do something, like, having limitations doesn't necessarily mean like you can it's an okay to make a bad movie. having limitations forces you to be creative and you can make some creative choices that'll work they're just not fucking doing it you
0: know yeah it it seems to me like they're they're throwing these less than stellar movie ideas out there and they're spending a ton of money on them just to keep the influx money that comes from Marvel for, you know, their movies kind of thing. I don't, I don't know. Um, let me read off some of these characters, you know, you know the spider universe better than uh, better than I do. So playing uh, Madam web is Dakota Johnson. Yep. Famous from 50 shades of gray. So if you want to, you know, crank one out to Madame web, you know, what movie to watch. <laughs> um, then there's uh, Sydney Sweeney from uh, euphoria fame is playing Julia Carpenter. I feel like that's a spider woman of some sort. I think right? so. Um and then there's Mary Parker played by Emma Roberts. i Feel like if her last name's Parker, she's probably related to Peter. For sure. Uh then there's Anya Corazon. Okay. Spanish. You, you should know that.
1: I think that's Aranya. Yeah.
0: Um and then there's Maddie Franklin. Do we know who that is? No. Then Adam Scott, you know, Adam Scott from uh, Parks and Rec, he's playing Ben Parker. Oh. Interesting.
1: Alright, well maybe this is taking place in the fucking 80s, I don't know. Well, like 80s. before Spider-Man?
0: Oh, is Mary Parker uh, Spider-Man's mom? Well now we gotta look that up. Because no one gives a shit about
1: his parents. Everyone cares about Uncle yeah, Ben. ah, they're,
0: like, oh, they're dead. Uncle Ben's the real one that we're worried about. And then yeah, Ezekiel Sims is in here. There's also credited a, a paramedic, a beautiful woman, a trucker, a teen yeah. boy. Yeah.
1: Mary and Richard.
0: Mm, Mary and Richard. So Adam Scott is Uncle Ben.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know.
0: Like a young, hot Uncle Ben. Yeah,
1: maybe there's, there's some spider,
0: you know. Also, Mike Epps is in this movie, so. Mike Epps? Mike Epps, yeah. Nice. I'm just down. I'm down for anything that guy's said. <laughs> All right, well, Madam Web, not super excited about it, but uh I mean, we'll watch it. It's going to be bad, I think. I'll be pleasantly surprised if it's okay. Let's just. Yeah, I, know. I think it'll
1: even be rough. Like with Venom, we were like, I mean, it was fine if it wasn't a Spider-Man movie. Well,
0: and because Venom has become his own character enough, like, I don't, I, I don't. Th- now I'm not as well versed in. The spider universe but i don't think madam webb has become enough of her own character no they they've
1: definitely given her um a history where um she's a mutant and then um there she has some uh ties to witches but like there hasn't been a whole lot whole lot of history of her yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah yeah it's
1: just i think it's just again like hey we need more characters like what's someone that's could work in the spider-man universe and they just do it right
0: all right, well, we'll look forward to that. I don't know when the when the movie's actually coming out, 2024 sometime, I guess. We'll see what happens. Um now let's talk about the the shining glimmer of hope in the MCU before we go and shit on the Marvels. Cuz I think I think that's going to happen. Um but Loki season 2 just ended. Um Oh, actually I'm just looking at IMDb here. Uh Madam Web is expected in February 2024, so Cool. <laughs> cool. Seems like they put a lot of time into it. Um but Loki season two just ended. And um I think we should go into full spoilers because I think the ending is like one of the most important parts about it. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. No, it was awesome. It was amazing. It so was- if you haven't
0: seen Loki season two or season one for that matter, uh we are gonna talk spoilers right now, but I think this is hands down now, the best Marvel TV venture. Would you agree?
1: Uh, yes, uh, so we talked about this earlier. like, um, it's definitely some of the I, I feel the more um like talk about if you're gonna go off of the characters and off of what the comics are doing, but still do something amazing. It's dope. It works. like it, yeah. it, it's, they took a character that was always known as a villain sometimes did good but it was sometimes always an
0: hurt. anti-hero type deal
1: yeah but like totally you see this character growth over what like 14 years now i don't know mm-hmm. like
0: okay. yeah 14
1: so years. We've, we've seen this growth and like in it and it works like it wasn't just it happened we see it happening over time mm-hmm. um now what, I, what we talked about before was like WandaVision had me wanting to see the next episode just to see what was going to happen. Sure. But in terms of of writing and yeah, I, w- I would agree this is probably one of the the more bitter.
0: Yeah. I think I think character development, you know, um plays a huge part in this. And then just like the the acting and on-screen chemistry. Like, you know, Owen Wilson I think does not get enough credit. No. For this not. for this show and the subtle things he does are just are so amazing like when you know so a big part of the season was loki's time slipping back and forth doing a kind of a groundhog's day type deal and um you know he's learning more and more about how to try to save the future essentially or save the present i should say and at one point uh morbius uh Owen Wilson's character is like what are you doing and you can tell that like he's smart enough where he picks up on what that Loki's doing something time skipping wise you know and it's just it's amazing like how subtle he can be while also being you know incredibly funny and whatnot
1: even even in the background like like exactly what you're saying where like Loki is like saying okay you're gonna do this and you're gonna do this now and we need to try this and you see him in the background kind of like like he notices like something's
0: yeah. off like he's always watching
1: yeah. and it also kind of makes sense like he's been you know in the was it a time variant tvm or what is TVA? it yeah he's been in there for a while so who knows how long he's been alive you know like he's mm-hmm. could have been alive long enough where he could pick up on subtle stuff or um and there there was another scene where like he uh we already said spoilers where he thinks loki's gonna die and you just see the pain in his face like he's concerned for him and it's like yeah. he's not saying any words like he doesn't have to say words you can just see it in like how he's reacting to what's going on
0: or how about the story he tells of when he couldn't prune a little kid yeah like i mean that's a, it's it's a scene that happens in the middle of loki doing this time loop groundhog's day thing and it's just a small scene with the two of them in the same room from season one when they when they're first meeting, essentially. And it's just like, oh my God, in like a, a quick like two minute scene, it, you find out so much about his character. And it's it's played so well that I mean it was incredible. Um and I mean I think we should talk about the ending because I think it sets up a lot of things for the MCU, right? Um, So in the end, you know, again, full spoilers, uh, Loki becomes essentially the new he who remains, essentially gathering up all the the various timelines and managing them himself, essentially. And instead of, instead of this continuous line going through the, the time temporal loom or whatever, it's actually kind of branching out into a big tree reminiscent of Yggdrasil, the tree of life from, Norse mythology um so he is now he now is truly instead of just being like a buff alien who from Norse mythology he's like really a god at this point How, how'd you like the ending for him yeah no I mean like he
1: with with like the time slipping like I mean what else would it would a deity do right I mean yeah. they have that access like he was um he could access forward backward present like he can he can go back and forth now, I had read that someone had said, I don't know if this is true, but I thought it was interesting that um, he is actually the, the time stone because it's green. Mm-hmm. He's accessing time. He's going back and forth. Um, so, like, what Doctor Strange has is actually that version of God Loki in there that's allowing him to go back and forth.
0: Interesting. I thought it was
1: interesting. I don't know whether that's true or not. But I like that. I like it's that. It's kind of cool fan fiction if it's if they're going to play that into it or not um but what I thought was cool was like he finally got the throne you know he wanted to be king he wanted a throne he got a throne but what did it cost him you know a family or friends that he thought he could never feel for he thought he could never feel attached to people and he you know there was hundreds of years of him going back and forth where he's people you know
0: well I think that's you know that's one thing that he really learned Throughout this, throughout this series, that we we find out that the true motivation of Loki is not to necessarily be uh, a king or a ruler. It's that he doesn't want to end up alone and forgotten, you know, um, being the the second son, and we find out adopted son of Odin. You know, he was always afraid of being left behind in Thor's shadow, essentially, and he comes throughout this series. He comes to realize that, you know, he can, he can have friends. He can have family. He doesn't have to be, you know, this guy who ends up alone. And, um, you know, at the end, at the end of this show, he sacrifices all of that to do, to basically live in his version of hell being by himself, but he does it to save everyone else. So everyone else can go on. So, You know, the first real truly selfless act of Loki was pretty, pretty cool to see on screen. And that's not a, you know, the ending of that show is not your standard Marvel happy ending, you know, ending, right? It's like, it's kind of a bummer. He's like off on his own, you know basically you know in exile but protecting humanity and keeping it safe and then you you see like morbius's or mobius's morbius Uh, i see mobius's and and he goes and sees himself you know his his uh, variant who's actually living out his life and he just he's watching it from afar he never got to ride the jet ski you know he's he's staring at it from far his his friend is gone his other former partner, Renslayer, is gone. Like the TVA has changed forever. So it's not like a really feel good ending to the show, but um, but I think that makes it stand out and I make it makes it really effective, you know. Which is great. You know, we
1: don't need always this happy go lucky, yeah. jokey jokey stuff, you know, that right. Marvel has been doing for so it was it was dope.
0: And I think, I think that's another thing too, is like the the whole show, like, yes, there's humor in there, right. You know, Owen Wilson is hilarious Um, short round. I I should know his name by now, but he, he was great in the season and he he had some really funny stuff that he was up to. Um, And it's like, there can be humor, but it like not at the expense of story. And I think that Loki season two really cemented that, that, you know, like it gave us a, a hint of what, what the MCU used to be about. Not everything was a joke, 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 you know? I, we talked about, you know, in the movie theaters out or outside the movie theater after the Marvels, you know, movies like, you know, Captain America Winter Soldier and Civil War. Some of the standout MCU entries did not have a happy ending. Look at Civil War. Like that has a sad ending um zemo tries to kill himself you know tony and and steve are like enemies and you know basically one betrayed the other essentially it's like it's a sad ending to thing and you know even infinity war right um half the world gets snapped away like i feel like the trying to make a light happy movie every single time gets stale really quickly so i loved loki i thought it was great if you guys haven't seen it and you are not opposed now that we spoiled everything it's still worth a watch i would say because it
1: gives me hope man loki gives me hope for uh the future of the mcu and also like i know disney now is trying to get away from the character kang and uh the actor so
0: (laughs) i will say jonathan majors did an excellent job in this thing
1: I liked him as Timely, you know, I know?
0: Yeah, I liked him as Timely, and I liked him as uh, He Who Remains. We see a little bit more of him as He Who Remains. Um, and him and Loki kind of like, you know, squaring off, word jousting, you know? But you know, the but guy the likes shit. to beat the shit out of his girlfriend, so, you know. <laughs> and the show the show
1: really left it at a point where if they wanted to, hey, this is the end of Kang, they can do it, because... right loki defeated the equation you know he he's right. like okay i'll just replace the equation i am here to to stop what everything's
0: doing yeah. or, or he's like, now guardian of the timelines
1: yeah so they could stop it you know and yeah. it could work and also am i bummed out that kang might be gone sure am i excited that we might get dr doom sooner fuck yeah fuck <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i don't know we've we'll we got
1: some news today of the fantastic four so yeah um,
0: yeah um, well i mean it's not official as a of right. moment. Over they're in time. talks with a uh, senior pedro pascal to play uh, reed richards yeah so exciting stuff we'll see you know the, the loki definitely gives me hope for the mcu because it's you know it's been rough the past couple of years and i mean obviously we've had things like covid and the writer strike and the actor strike blade is nowhere to be found it's on its fourth or fifth script already um you know it it's been rough and i think people are like you know the people who who depend on these constant you know new awesome movies coming out to like maintain their interest in the mcu i think they're getting a little tired so um hopefully loki kept a few of them on cuz uh The thing we're going to talk about after the break, not so good. But (laughs) we're going to take a quick little break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the Marvels. We'll be right back. And we're back. All right. So the Marvels is out in theaters now, uh, starring one uh, Brie Larson and uh, what's her name? Uh, Iman Valani of Miss Marvel fame. Uh, Tiana Paris, who plays Monica Rambeau. And then uh, Samuel Jackson also is back as well as Nick Fury. Um, so like... I guess let's do a spoiler-free review of the movie. Christian, what what'd you think of the Marvels?
1: I'm I'm upset for two reasons. I'm upset for two reasons. Um, one that a, I feel like this makes the MCU people feel like I was right. We yeah, were right. They fucking got
0: it, didn't they? Like,
1: what did I say? We called it. One, Dude, I you and, know, and our,
0: our our old uh our old friend uh nerd Roddick had a had a video about it. One point four million views. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I mean I'm down to watch it's it. Standard What's stuff? one
1: more out of a one point four million?
0: Just you know, blatant misogyny, you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> like, and and
1: number two, I feel like a lot of people might think we're in the same camp right for disliking this movie and i hate that marvel and disney makes me look that way <laughs> <laughs> like so I'm, I'm upset twofold because of those things yeah uh,
0: I, I i think you're right i think you hit the nail on the head where it's like look i go into these movies wanting to like them you know in in my you know in my wiser age that i am now i found that it's it's easier to like things than it is to hate things all the time you know and but man they make it really hard <laughs> and uh you know you have this movie which you know stars these very you know very ethnically diverse women directed by a woman written by a team of women and it's like when when two guys like us go and criticize it um it makes us look bad <laughs> right but i think you know i think and we'll talk about it once we get into spoilers um we'll justify it you know um but this i you know it was not a good movie it had it had a like the potential for a good movie not maybe not a great movie but it had the potential for like a decent fun movie um but i think for re- reasons we'll talk about it in a minute um it just i mean it did not did not do a good job (laughs) i would say this would be one to wait until it comes out on disney plus then have at it you know um i think i think what i would say for most people is and we'll talk about it in a little bit is to just look up the after credit scene online because that was fun that was a big that was a big thumbs up um but the rest of it you can kind of uh wait on so that's our uh spoiler free review of the marvels. um so if you if you really want us uh wanted to see it without being spoiled um i would pause now and go check it out. otherwise we're going to be talking spoilers for the marvels. oh my god what a piece of shit. <laughs> okay. so um so i think the main thing you know the i think the trailer gives away like basically what is happening right the three marvel-esque uh heroes carol danvers captain marvel um monica rambo who i man i keep forgetting her name it's either like proton or photon or quasar it's like i don't know olsar maybe um i I guess i should look that up and then um miss marvel um who i will say like to uh to give um give credit where credit is due um miss marvel the actress who plays her is fantastic i i love i loved miss marvel i thought she was great in that she she brings a really fun energy to uh to this movie and that show um and i you know and it could be that she is just um like maybe that's her her true personality just bleeding into it, kind of a fan girl who's taking part in this thing that she loves already. Who knows? Whatever it is, I love it. It's great. Um, oh, th- this is why this is why I've uh, um I can't uh, remember her name. She's gone by Pulsar, Photon, Daystar, Spectrum, Lady of Light, Sun Goddess, Monica Marvel, and Captain Marvel. There you go so pulsar and photon i was <laughs> got both of them <laughs> um but yeah so, so miss marvel is great i think that you know um she was fine in this movie um brie Larson, i don't know man she just seems like she doesn't want to be there do you get that do you get that vibe a little bit i I, I mean i don't i don't
1: i i think the issue is beyond the actors
0: um 100% I, 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 I don't I, think i think the writing was hands down what made this movie bad the like uh i agree with you
1: miss marvel like um it makes sense that she would be excited or it makes sense that she would be like kind of goofy or not taking anything serious she's a kid makes sense she's a teenager um but what and i don't blame the actors but like with Pulsar or photon like in her role in Uh, wandavision it was very serious and very um like everything was very serious and like everything seemed like there was real danger and she was reacting to it in a serious way and here we didn't get any of that and again that's not that's not not yeah it's
0: not
1: it's whatever script they give And same thing with like we talked about outside the theater like i just didn't believe this nick fury like he especially after secret invasion it's especially after Secret Invasion which reminded me so much I know a lot of people weren't a fan of the show I definitely had issues with it I didn't have issues with Samuel Jackson because he was taking everything very like espionage mm-hmm. and serious which is what I love about the character which is what I loved him a lot in um in Winter Soldier but like it went from seriousness world issues to like hey like there's hey. a cat who took my eye and like oh look at you like it's just like um there was
0: no there was no danger there was no weight
1: there was no um
0: yeah the fact that like towards the end of the movie like there was an alien threat stealing our son you know he never had like like he never had any sort of like um i don't know like he never had any sort of like urgency to him you know he was still dealing with the cats and you know, just like not just like talking to talking to you know Captain Marvel over the radio the whole time. It it Nick Fury is someone who's resourceful, and even when he's out of his depth, he's always doing something. You well, know? it's always like
1: I have a plan for if X happens, and then I have a plan for if Y happens, and I have a plan and yep. Z happens, and I have plans for that after because he has to because he has no powers and he has to defend the earth and he's just a human. So all he can do is make plans, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, And remember like, like he, this is the guy who knew when Thor's hammer hit crash down onto earth, that the, the earth would need protectors. And so his plan was to create a team of super powered individuals known as the Avengers. Like that's how far into the future he is planning and scheming kind of thing and it it just that nick fury was not present in this movie yeah Um, and then there was the whole um the singing planet part you know which
1: (laughs) could have been a fine gimmick i guess but it just felt very much like
0: it strikes me as something that has its place in like guardians of the galaxy right right something that has
1: established itself as being kind of silly and right. goofy and like or someone like James Gunn who can who can do both. That off, yeah. yeah. He can do sad and funny at the same time. Kind of like how I feel Tycho Waititi used to be able to do it, but maybe they don't allow him to do it in the Marvel movies anymore, just because yeah. the last door was I don't know. um uh, <laughs> so I don't know, it just felt like the movie was just it was trying to do way too many things when it should have just been focusing on a couple, you know. I think
0: I think a big you know, we touched on our uh, briefly be, in the beginning was i think the writing is really where this movie suffers right so you have three characters and writing a writing a movie with three leads is not easy but i i felt like they had the perfect setup right mm-hmm. you have captain marvel who is this she's been set up to be this like stoic you know all business you know loner who she does not play well as part of a team because she's been out there, you know, saving the galaxy on her own essentially for 30 years or whatever. Right. Then you have uh, Monica Rambeau who has been, you know, was abandoned by her, her aunt Carol when she was a child, her mom died while she was in the blip and blames captain Marvel for not ever coming home and not ever, Seeing her not ever, you know, coming back when she said she would, and then you have Miss Marvel who is obsessed with Captain Marvel and is like sees her as this bigger than larger than life character, right? So you have this cool little triangle of people and their different, like, you know, personalities and their different, like, views of each other, right? They could have set it up so well where. Miss Marvel gets introduced to her, her literal hero, Captain Marvel, and is like kind of disillusioned with how, you know, how like not nice she is and how like, you know, she doesn't take this little girl seriously and whatnot. You had that like perfect setup where it could have been like, you know, Miss Marvel, you know, you know, they say never meet your heroes, right? Like they have this setup where she could have, you know seeing who the real captain marvel is and that she's actually a person she's not this comic book character that she's built her up to be in her head and then you can have her and monica rambo kind of like she's like yeah she's you know she's not this hero that you thought she was and whatnot right but then miss marvel who's always been this loner you can see the vulnerability of her where she's been lonely out in space. She's a cat, literal cat lady out in space. <laughs> and, you know, you could have her kind of soften and become, you know, kind of rejoin like her past and humanity. And you could have this character growth that happens between the three of them. And then you could see like, you know, Monica Rambeau could witness some of the good that Captain Marvel has been doing while she has not been on earth you know like they could have gone to a planet and instead of maybe the singing planet that they went to where she married this prince for political reasons that's just a throwaway line have her go to a planet where she literally saved them or have her like live amongst the scrolls that she found a planet for which she didn't i guess i guess that didn't happen really but you know but like you could have had this thing where all three characters learn about each other and learn to accept each other for their faults and shortcomings and become a team through that. Instead you just have everyone kind of meet and then there's a little moment of tension. They put on the scroll, like mind melders. And then five minutes later, they're all cool with each other in a perfect team. You know, it just seems like they missed a huge, huge opportunity there.
1: Or, or not even that, like have the strife between uh Captain Marvel and Rambo and then like you know here comes this little kid Miss Marvel who for whatever reason Captain Marvel like sees her as like a surrogate to like when Rambo was young and Rambo's jealous that they have this relationship Mm -hmm. and they have to all make it men together and they could have this like dialogue like you know why are you mad at me for what's going on it's like because that's the relationship i wanted with you yeah that you missed out you know i missed out on and but you have it with this kid who's a stranger yeah. something like and it just could have been like oh here's this moment where they have to you know yeah because you know, rambo
0: looked to aunt carol as a hero too right and and was was found wanting when she left and never came back so that that's another good another good avenue they could have taken that they didn't and in instead they're just like they're like, here's here's another cat joke. And then <laughs> here's a singing planet. And by the way, we never found out what happened to the singing planet. Are all those people dead? <laughs> like are they just matter. Are they just dead now? It didn't matter. None of that mattered.
1: Neither <laughs> did it matter that all those scrolls lost their like their little mini home. and like we have to save everyone and captain marvel's like we just save who we can it was like oh okay we'll fuck these
0: people (laughs) we didn't see them dying (laughs) we only had three spaceships this whole time (laughs) yeah uh i i think and that was another opportunity where like where they could have made a a a bigger point of showing kamala khan seeing captain marvel being like we don't we'll only save who we can and being like holy shit that's not like that never happens in the comic books you know and they never really, you know, played off of that. She was sad for a minute, and then you know she was over it. Um, and then let's talk about the villain a little bit. Um, uh, oh God, what was her name? Darben, played by Zawe Ashton, which I think I think she's engaged to Tom Hiddleston of Loki. Um, what did you think of her as a villain? I, like we talked about it after the movie, I was just like, um,
1: I don't understand how she came to power. Like I understand why she was mad. I guess they inserted her in a scene in the first uh, Captain Marvel. But like, like, did she have the power stone? Well, like, where did that hammer come from? Let's
0: let's uh, let's not ignore that. Like, we did not see that in the first Captain Marvel movie. All of that, none of that happened in Captain Marvel. Like, that would have been a cool movie to see. (laughs) (laughs) But we didn't see her go back to the Kree homeworld and blow up the uh, central intelligence or whatever the high intelligence. Um, yeah, we didn't see it, but yeah, you know, she just, you know, she had Ronan's, you know, hammer thing that he had, and it looked like multiple ones of the, uh, the other accuser type folk who all had the cool headdress and stuff. Yeah, but I was like,
1: is the, is the one of the power stones? Is it one of the infinity stones in there?
0: Like, uh, no, apparently the hammer's just real good by itself. And they're just ma- giving those to everybody. Like she's
1: able to take on uh, Captain Marvel, who almost alone took out Thanos, who you know was with all up. the adventures. Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah, plus two other people who are pretty strong.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Like- that seemed that seemed well. I think a big problem that this movie had too was not following its own rules or the rules set before it. Right, so the The hammer being this like awesome weapon that you know can hit Captain Marvel and throw her across the room, like that. That was not a thing before that I know of. Um, and then, not only that, but like um, the the whole premise of this movie is that whenever the any of the Marvels use their powers at the same time as one another. They switch places because they're quantum entangled, right? And, but then it goes on where they multiple times they're both they're all using their powers, and they're not switching. They're only switching when it's convenient for the plot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just really frustrating. Where it's like, okay, Captain Marvel's flying away, and then you know Kamala Khan's over here making her little hard light discs and whatnot. And that's happening at the same time. So is like flying not one of Captain Marvel's powers? Is it only the hand beams that counts? Like,
1: it- Yeah, it was weird. And I thought for a second it was um because I saw her use some of the blasts. I'm like, okay, it's not the blast. And there was a couple times like, oh, when Captain Marvel is flying. Oh, okay. When she flies, that's when they switch. But there was a part where she was leaving a planet flying. I was like, oh, so it's not the flying. It's not the blast. Well, what is it then? It just yeah. it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. The other thing that didn't make too much sense was um I I mean I felt like the show of Miss Marvel was Kamala's power was activated or given um because we find out later that she has mutant uh, yeah, genes yeah. Yeah. that the power either came or or was activated was, or was, was activated was by the bangle. But at one point she loses the bangle, but she still makes. A stretchy hand i'm like wait a second like so what's the I- bangle for
0: yeah like i don't i don't understand like why did she bring it along if this whole time <laughs> she could use her powers without it wouldn't it be safer to hide it somewhere um yeah very strange um and and then it, it's kind of interesting the other bangle uh can like open can absorb captain marvel's powers and open up you know uh rifts in the time space continuum or whatever um jump points like we see have seen in Guardians of the Galaxy and whatnot so it seems like Kamala Khan really got the shitty bangle <laughs> of the, <laughs> of the two and i kept waiting for like you know you know she's opening these these hexagonal like holes in in space to like do essentially do a space balls and suck out the atmosphere <laughs> but it never happened <laughs> well it does happen they suck out the atmosphere just like in Spaceballs, the vacuum cleaner remember yeah that? yeah no and I, so i think i just
1: blanked out of that part of the movie <laughs> I...
0: yeah so she's like stealing the ocean from the singing planet the air from the scroll planet and the sun from us um which another thing too like that they say the cree homeworld used up all its resources in a civil war fine how did they use up the sun? You know? <laughs> anyway, so she's opening up all these like these jump points that stay open, right? And that's kind of like the big thing that we have to stop in this movie. I kept waiting for like Kamala Khan to have to use her bangle that creates the hard light or whatever to plug the holes or something, right? Like, doesn't that, wouldn't that kind of make sense that, sure. that one, one bangle counteracts the other one a little bit? But that didn't that didn't happen either. They had to they had to both shoot their power into photon, pulsar, whatever, for some reason. And then she goes on the other side of the jump point to close it up. It was never explained why she had to go to the other side, why shooting her with all this stuff would make that work. Like
1: because it works. Very lazy
0: writing. What's that? because it works for the mid-credit scene yeah they should have just called her 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 code name should have just been mcguffin (laughs) because she was exactly what they needed i i just it was very lazy writing i think and you know you can always the the telltale sign of lazy writing is when stuff happens for no reason and when they when the story itself doesn't follow its own rules you know and I, I feel like that was just like nonstop in this. I will say, several of the the switch place fight choreography thing looked great. Like I don't think it was necessarily a directing problem. I think uh, first and foremost the writing problem was uh, the the biggest crux in yes. this movie. Um, luckily, uh, Nia DaCosta both directed and wrote it, so uh, we can throw the blame there. <laughs> And uh it it worked out just fine. Let's talk about the the mid credit scene. Because there was no real after after credit scene, it was just some cats because also like I get it, the cat is a very it's a very sellable merchandise piece, right? <laughs> but god damn they took that one joke from the first movie and just made it into half of this movie well i mean that
1: alien race is in the marvel comics so that's true
0: yeah 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 <laughs> and, and and that's fine but to to base the entire like third act on that alien cat <laughs> I, I mean also
1: if that cat didn't have babies they would have been fucked
0: <laughs> right why did the cat have babies you know it was never there was never you know i think a well-written movie would have laid hints along the way you know and um we never got a hint that this cat was like going to lay eggs (laughs) that it was pregnant that it you know that they have a bunch of you know You know, they they only have babies every hundred years or whatever. I wonder how old you are. Something like that, you know, like a little throwaway line in there. Instead, it's just like, oh, what's this weird thing in here? I don't know. Uh, We should ignore that and deal with whatever we're doing now. And then it's, oh, it turns out to be the exact thing we needed to escape the space station. I just, it was was frustrating watching that. (laughs) Like, how did
1: they breathe inside the cats? Like, is there air in there? why didn't they uh, get there adjusted i
0: think I, I looked it up i think the the flurg or whatever flurkin flurkin uh th- their bellies do basically their mouths are like tiny gateways into a pocket dimension or something that's nice. what it's so they they're all bags of holding cats yeah. of holding cats of holding <laughs> if you will yeah yeah um but again that would have been cool if that was you know alluded to in the movie but it was not um, let's talk about the mid credit scene, okay? I'm tired of shitting on... I mean, I'm sure a bunch of people worked really hard on this movie. It feels bad to shit on it, but man, they they really let us down on this one. <laughs> but the mid credit scene didn't. Um, so Monica Rambeau wakes up. We think she's lost on the other side of this in another universe or galaxy or whatever. But she wakes up in a hospital bed and she first sees her mom there. Right. Uh I actually don't remember her mom's name. Something Rambo, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but uh yeah, so she sees her mom there. Um, and she has this like teary moment, she's like, Oh my god, mom, you know, sh- you're back, or whatever. Her mom's wearing a very interesting suit um that looks very superhero y, and she has like a little scar on her head and stuff. Um uh and Oh, actually, the uh, okay. We'll talk about it in a second. Um, and then you hear a very familiar voice of one Kelsey Grammer, Fraser, to the to the really old people. <laughs> um, you hear him, and it's it, it. He turns around, and it's Beast. And we're talking nineteen ninety seven animated show Beast in a white lab coat with the glasses, comically accurate, you know, cartoon accurate CG. And he said, "You know, oh, you're you're finally awake or whatever." Charles wants an update, and and he leaves through these X shaped doors and whatnot. And um, her, uh, Rambo's mom is I I heard this on one of some YouTube video explaining it. She's wearing the uniform of Binary, which is another name for Captain Marvel, another alias that she used while she was on the X Men. I think That's it's the,
1: the strongest version of Captain Marvel yeah, I believe yeah I yeah. believe so yeah yeah yeah
0: And so uh yeah Hank McCoy back and so she's in this other universe which seems to um seems to suggest that this universe because now we've seen it we've seen this universe with some X-Men in it we saw the 616 or no 838 universe in multiverse of madness with professor x in there in the big yellow float space chair um though he gets killed obviously by wanda maximov so we're starting to see that the, there are x-men in these other universes and they're really setting it up to combine that and maybe deadpool 3 is is where they do i it. think it's going to be deadpool
1: three. i know we were talking about outside the theater. Yeah. i really think it's going to be deadpool three that sets up the mutants because if there's anyone that's gonna fuck up the universe or yeah. mesh things together, it would be deadpool.
0: I think by and you know, I thought about it after you suggested it at after the movies. and I think I think I'm I'm definitely on that side now because I think it's it's an easy way of doing it without having to have a very meticulously set up and hinted at thing, you know, like like Marvel has done for other big things they've introduced um with deadpool it can be like in your face instant you know he's doing some wacky shit and it fucks everything up so i think i think you could be right yeah or you know like whatever it seems like it also seems like they are going to lean on the animated cartoon version of the x-men to be the x-men that we see because we see the yellow suit with um Hugh Jackman in Deadpool scenes, you know, um, or, you know, photographies from the set. We saw the yellow chair, um, professor Xavier in multiverse of madness. Now we've seen this beast. I think, you know, there is an X-Men 97 animated show coming out. Maybe that's going to be instead of just a little nostalgia fest, you know, treat for us. Maybe it's actually going to be like a prequel to the X-Men kind of explaining who they are and, you know them coming into our universe, kind of thing. Or our I mean, scene. I'm down. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that's the case. Yeah, um, yeah, that was by. This was by far the best part of the movie was this mid credit scene. We didn't even mention the young Avengers thing at the end. It just it felt added on. It yeah. felt very added on. And if um, so at the end, Kamala Khan. Um, we see we see uh, uh, Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, young Hawkeye coming in um, to her apartment, feeding the pizza dog, some pizza or whatever. And then sitting in the dark as Kamala Khan. And then she does the, the Nick Fury speech. You've just become part of a bigger world or whatever, you know, the one he gives to Iron Man. And I'm okay with her delivering that speech. I think that's kind of a fun, you know, juxtaposition because like, she's obviously a super fan and, you know, she would, she would maybe be the one to do that. But you're right. It, it felt so tacked on that, like this had nothing to do with Hawkeye. This had nothing to do with gathering a team of young people. Even if, even if at the end, you know, like maybe Sam Jackson and or Brie Larson was like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe us, you know, older folk have had our time. Maybe it's time for a younger generation to, to take the reins for a while. You know, you did really well out there this time. At least, like something like that, to to justify the fact that she would go find a team, or or just have been like,
1: hey, our like even another throwaway line it's like, our West Coast Avenger team isn't pulling it together. You know, we're like, you you know, you don't even show them, but just mention that he has been trying to set up other teams, right? You know, it just hasn't worked, you know, or something. Yeah,
0: New York's not the only one that's going to need saving. You know, you ever thought, you know, and that could be like, I know they kind of. Now, was was Captain Marvel or was Kamala Khan living in Monica Rambeau's old house at the end?
1: They moved into it at the end, I believe. It was Kamala Khan's uh, family that moved into
0: it. Hmm. Because, I mean, how easy would it have been, like, you know, to set up a... And I think, you know, you touched on something that I don't think anyone's really talked about. Like, young avengers makes sense in a comic book right but like a west coast avengers run by young people could be kind of a cool route to take for the young avenger team you know what i mean kind of combine those two concepts yeah um and -hmm. like you know maybe maybe the the cons have to get relocated because their house got destroyed and so hey you know i have something set up but it's on you know it's over in california or whatever or even
1: given because i think in the movies i think they had iron man living in in la like oh you know just take this old the old beach place whatever you know yeah
0: yeah yeah tony's old house or something like that miss potts has uh, put this aside for you guys
1: yeah something
0: yeah man
1: all this gold all this gold we're just throwing away at the moment just fucking yeah
0: what's what's so (laughs) frustrating is this is coming from the top of our heads Sitting down here, we've both been at work all day long. It's nine o'clock at night. You know, it is, it's like, and we're coming up with options that sound so much better to me. And it's, man, it is, it is frustrating. But I mean, I will say this you know, that there's, along with this pile of garbage movie, which has nothing to do with the fact that they're all women, as it's just a bad, poorly written movie. No,
1: Um, i'm upset that it makes it seem like a that the mcu people got one right and b that it makes it seem that we're on the same camp it's not it you know yeah
0: hopefully we've showed you through our discussion that it's it's not the fact that this was written directed and starred in by all diverse women (laughs) it's like (laughs) did you watch that south park episode
1: no
0: <laughs> oh my god the Pandaverse, god damn it was hilarious but um th- th- it's definitely not what where this movie had a fault it was just poor lazy writing and like missed opportunities more than anything but um yeah i think hopefully they'll find their their footing now with like the x-men is she's starting to seem pretty cool the direction they're taking yeah and i think that's gonna be like that's a make it or break it moment for Marvel and I think Kevin Feige knows that. um So hopefully we'll get it good, and hopefully we'll get it sooner rather than later. Because they're like I did not expect that mid credit scene at all.
1: No, and, no, uh, and the fact that like you know we've seen <clears throat> we've seen Professor X, we know Wolverine's coming, and now they showed uh, Beast. I mean they haven't announced anything, but it has to be uh, probably announced. Maybe this Comic Con, you know, coming up. Who knows? Maybe
0: we did just get our tickets for Comic Con. Yeah. So let us, what do you guys think? Have you seen Mrs. Marvel or uh, the Marvels, whatever movie's called? (laughs) Let us know down in the comments and, uh, you know, let us know that you missed us that more, more importantly, because we've missed doing this podcast. It, you know, it really struck me when we were standing outside there, outside the movie theater talking about this movie. I'm like, God damn, this is how the podcast started. And this is why I love doing this is that, Like, sometimes we just need to get this shit off of our chest and talk about it a little bit.
1: (laughs) Just work it out.
0: Just Just work it out. Like, can you imagine (laughs) how fun it would be to be in Marvel writer's room? God
1: damn. I think I I would just, like, listen for, like, a long time and just see what's going on.
0: Yeah. You're dumb. You're dumb. You're cool. Let's fucking write this movie right. I I don't know. I, I feel like I would...
1: I wouldn't want to hurt, try to hurt anyone's feelings. I I think I would just try to take the approach of like, what is it? Um, like yes, and <laughs> you know, like uh, improv. Yeah. Like yes, and seeing <laughs> how that was dumb, we yes. should try this. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes, and even though that shitty idea came up <laughs> first, I think we should take that as what not to do. <laughs> this better idea instead <laughs> it's like yes and
1: I appreciate that you said that because it led me to this idea <laughs> that yeah. we
0: should probably check wow what a what a great suggestion you know it was if it wasn't for that suggestion I wouldn't have come up with this far better idea because I didn't know we we had the risk of being that bad so thank you for highlighting <laughs> that <laughs> oh my god well Thank you guys for listening, and um, like I said, we will try to be back on a more of a regular schedule, because um, we do miss doing this, and we miss talking to all the people out there. So, um, Christian, it's been, it's exciting to be doing this again. I'm excited that, yeah. that we're back. I'm not excited that we talked about this movie, but, you know, it was it was a it was a healing process, you know? We, <laughs> we, it's cathartic. Better yeah uh so thanks for being the uh the uh Kamala Khan to my Carol Danvers I'll
1: take it ah he's a sucky one <laughs> yeah I know you're the
0: best character
1: <laughs> damn it
0: <laughs> to all the nerds out there remember you're not alone you're with friends this is Nerds with Friends thank you good night